Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Boom, boom. Oh, those are just my little ladybugs. <laughs> I imagine it sounded like that. Oh, them, them just my little ladybugs. <laughs> they don't bother you, do they? Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Ladybug Mary Upchurch. How are you today? Um, how's quarantine going on? Mm. A little quarantine, lockdown with a little riot and looting on the side. Just kidding, we got peaceful protests going on and young people standing up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people of all ages really yeah. standing up, walking protesting i love it yeah 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 that lovely voice that you're hearing is my very special guest mr brian schubert yes how are you so good oh my gosh so good oh my gosh i've been wanting to do this forever me too and it's just the right time totally agree yeah i'm so happy to see you because i'm i mean i've been in isolation lockdown whatever so i haven't been able to like see a lot of my friends so this has been really special we had some fantastic wings uh Introduce yourself to my listeners, Brian. Who are you and what makes you so special? Yeah, um, my name is Brian. <laughs> I live in Phoenix, about half an hour or so away from Mary. Mm-hmm. We've known each other for a little over seven years. Really? Yeah. Actually, I think we met seven years, like, just about now. Around summertime? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and, yeah, originally from Ohio, Good old Midwestern boy. People love Ohio. I know. Like so many greats come out of Ohio. Yeah, they all leave, but they come out of Ohio. The the ones that, I mean, also what I've learned is like, because I always say, Ohio people are the best people. And my friends say, oh, the ones that leave. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. And we have worked together Mm -hmm. um, for several years and have an amazing relationship outside of work. Have been friends for a long time. and Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, Brian, one thing I really love about you and this I love about this kind of friendship is if we don't talk for a while, mm. we can still pick it back up. And oh, it's yeah. not like, oh, you hate me or you left me out. It's like, yeah. oh, no, we're just picking right back up. Yeah. we Just a couple weeks ago, you swung by with some so- socially distanced uh, tortillas that your beautiful mother made. And we had a lovely little chat in the driveway. Isn't that great? I mean, that's one and thing I've today. loved about the pandemic is like, People making things and sharing them. Yes. Yeah, I've been, um, I started cross-stitching. What? As one does. (laughs) I haven't done any weird baking or cooking or like started a, like some sort of garden outside. I don't know. (laughs) Some commune. I don't know. Um, But I've started cross-stitching. That's been interesting. I'm not amazing, but I'm not terrible. It's kind of neat because I think you and people have gone, what What am I interested in or yeah. where are my strengths? Yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to garden, but mm-hmm. I might cross-stitch. Right, right. Um, during the pandemic, I tie-dyed. I cooked and tried a lot of stuff like that. I've bought a lot of shit. I think my yes. hobby is shopping. Yeah, yeah. I. It's bad when you start to recognize the UPS drivers and the FedEx drivers, and you're like, ooh, it's Steve again. <laughs> I don't know that that's his actual name. Sure, we'll call him Steve. Um, I have several times <laughs> taken a picture on Instagram of the trash truck and thanked the city of Mesa, Arizona. Thank you, Mesa. 
and, and they retweet you. And they retweet sure. me every time. <laughs> they're like, they're getting, it's that weirdo again. Yeah, because they're not getting like a bunch of shout outs. So they're like, right. Brian's our biggest <laughs> fan. You know what? I think when I post this episode, I'm going to say like, City of Mesa's best resident, <laughs> Brian Schubert. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I do love Mesa. Shout out to the city of Mesa. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> I actually have a Mesa Recycles t-shirt because I won a contest online. Thank you very much. Mesa Recycles. Mesa Recycles. Brian is their, like, model citizen. Mm -hmm. Do you know at Legoland, the people who work there, they're called model citizens? Ooh. Instead of, like, associates or employees. Oh, I love that. My friend Nicole worked there for, like, a day. (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't handle the walk from the car. (laughs) Because she had anxiety, so don't laugh at her. <laughs> now I am laughing. Sorry, Nicole. <clears throat> That's okay. I make fun of her a lot. Um, so we had some fantastic wings. We sure today. did. Oh my gosh. We had ATL wings. We did. Um, ATL wings probably are the best wings in the valley. Yeah. Um, especially for like a small chain and local, and it's black owned. Mm-hmm. We were very excited. We wanted to make sure that we were supporting black businesses. Yeah. Because uh, we believe that black lives matter. We sure do. Yeah. Um, we tried to go to Trap House, but they're closed. They're on yes. modified hours. But that was our first choice, was Trap House Barbecue on Roosevelt. Yep. Mary waved at the, the guy in, inside doing some work around the inside of the restaurant. I blew him a kiss. Blew him a kiss. To say, I support you. Yep. Um, and then, he, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, <laughs> but I didn't want to make it that way. But like, yeah, I just wanted to let him know, because we were standing out front talking a while once we learned yeah. it wasn't open. But I was like, just want to say hey. Um, so then we went to ATL Wings mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on there. There was a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so we decided to order the wings and then come back to my place and eat them. But there was like music going on. There yep. was like a TV show. There was catfish going on. Yep. And. And it just, it's a restaurant. So there's like food noises food and noises. everyone has their stupid mask on or wear a mask. Yeah. Everyone has their mask on. Their mask on. So we were like, what'd you say? What'd what? you say? What? what? And then we had to take off our masks a little bit. We did. We had a little, like, we, like, did a little sneaky. Conference. <laughs> <laughs> a little sneaky talk. <laughs> and then we kissed. And then okay. we did not kiss. Um, <laughs> um, no. But we had some really great wings, and I think this episode is going to be called ATL Wings yes. Chef Special. Yes. They were so good. They were so good. We're going to talk about them and all the wings that we had. But I want to get a little bit more into Brian before we do, because, Brian, you've always been so special. Uh, you've always been such a good friend to me, and I love you so much. Yeah. And early this year, late last year, you had some important news. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I've known you for probably about seven years. Um, in that time, I've always identified as a straight man, and um, I've had a lot of questions about that for <laughs> some obvious reasons. <laughs> um, and... Finally, last year, I got to a point where I was ready to fully live my truth and um, started talking to some family friends and some really close people in my life. And like you said earlier, we don't get to physically see each other a whole lot, even though we do work together and live fairly close to each other. And we finally had that opportunity to have breakfast. I think it was probably January. I don't know. We were trying to figure that out earlier. Yeah. Um, And just finally shared that, you know, I'm... I'm a gay man, and uh, I have had so many amazing responses to that, and I have to say, like, Mary, yours was one of one of those really special ones where you got really choked up and 
really just celebrated me in that moment and it just meant a lot to oh me so God. thank you That's and real. yeah um so let me talk about me for a minute no, <laughs> <laughs> true mary i don't know if i'm feeling the headphones um so yeah i i feel like somebody had said something to me and i was like what how come i don't know this yet yeah and so I was like, hey, we got to talk. And you're all, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And so I'm glad we kind of, it was almost ceremonious. You know, yeah. like we went to breakfast at Poppy, which is right here downtown. Mm-hmm. And so it was like we we carved out a space and time for it. Yeah. And so I think that helped make it really special. Yeah. But I think it was one of those things that I probably like instinctively knew. But I wanted to give you the space to tell me when you wanted to tell me. Yeah. And then I was just so happy for you to like. Be your authentic self and yeah. just live your... It, I felt so honored. Nobody's ever come out to me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe when I hit on people and they don't like me back, they're like, Mary, no, I can't. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to make jokes. Um, no, like this, I've never, you know, nobody's yeah. ever bestowed that privilege upon me. Um, yeah. So, so it's... So it hasn't been that long since being out. Obviously, right, you right. probably always... Tell me about it. You yeah. were always gay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm so ignorant. Well, first of all, it's not a decision. No. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I knew in middle school, probably like 13, I knew um, that something was very different about me from a lot of my other guy friends, and um, but I didn't really understand what it was. And I grew up in a really amazing but very conservative household. I grew up very involved in the church um, and in a, a church that at, at that time was very conservative as well. I grew up in a really small town in Ohio. Um, we did have two McDonald's, but we were still pretty small. Um, and you know what? Somehow the McFlurry machine was always broken. <laughs> somehow. Oh my gosh, that's for sure. And yeah, I, um, I didn't know anybody else who was gay and I really didn't see any other gay people. And then I went off to college and I went to a much more liberal school, a small liberal school, and really started to um, meet other gay people. And um, in, but still knew that I loved being involved in church and I, I loved being involved in churches that specifically at the time were telling me that I couldn't be openly gay and be in relationships with other men and that continued all the way through moving to Arizona and uh, being really involved in a church here in the Phoenix area that I loved and I have a lot of amazing friends that are from that church and um, but still didn't feel like I was in a safe space to share my sexuality or come out or go through any of that process until last fall and I met this cute boy and I really enjoyed talking to him and getting to know him and he was gay as well and he was a christian as well and um i had never actually met somebody one-on-one who shared my faith and my sexuality and um that relationship did not work out um i'm pretty sure he was dating somebody else the entire time we talked um but uh yeah it really encouraged me to start sharing my truth and you know, over time, eventually ripped that Band-Aid off and told all the all the people in my life who I really wanted to tell personally. Um, and fast forward a few months, here we are. Yeah. 
We've been having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. It's been weird. Um, it's so interesting. Like I'm 33 now. When I started to come out, I was 32. Um, there were some parts of it that it being 2019 now, 2020, like there were some parts of it that were so easy. Um, we're just so much more accepting of a society towards queer people than we were when I was in college. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, like every single person I've come out to outside of folks at church, um, and some folks in my family, every person I've come out to has been extremely supportive. Um, and, but on the flip side, it's still difficult that a lot of corners of the church still really, um, They'll use a lot of phrases like, we love you and we want you here and you're always welcome here, but if you're here, you can't do anything. So like, we'll take your money, you're more than welcome to sit in the pews, but like, you can't really participate in a deep, meaningful way. And that part's been hard. It's yeah. been great meeting other people um, in who want to be in church and want to have that relationship with, uh, with others and, and be in that space who are here in Phoenix and even across the country. I've met a lot of, a lot of other queer folks across the country that still have some sort of place in the church. And that's been really cool too. That's fascinating. I mean, I think that's, so have you found a new church? Or are you still participating in your church or like, are you like, where are you now with it? Yeah. So I, um, I was in a very senior leadership role, volunteer leadership role at that church, um, and stepped down formally from that role. And, uh, decided to leave the church. Uh, COVID-19 helped push that along a little <laughs> bit, um, which is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I've been, um, I don't have really a church base or a place to go on Sunday, which for me is hard. That's really the first time in my life I've not had that, um, which is just a strange thing for me and I miss it. But also like there's just so much going on in the world that a lot of people are in that same place. So in some ways it kind of makes it easier. Something I've thought about a couple times over the last few months with the struggles everybody's having yeah. is that also like you can have a relationship with God and you can have church, but you don't have to go to a physical place. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's, it's oddly political right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a little weird. You know, yeah. and that's one reason like my family's never been a church going people, but my mom is like deeply spiritual yeah. and she kind of just DIYs it. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not accurate or not whatever, but she doesn't believe in like the, probably the bureaucracy of it mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, the monetary stuff bugs her. But like, yeah. um, I mean, I'm confident that you'll be able to like kind of find your community or create yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you've always been, you're resourceful and you're like magnetic yeah. You could probably start your own church. Yeah. It's it's so interesting. Um, coming out at 32, there's some things that made it so much easier. Like I said, today it's just so much easier, I think, than it would have been for me 10 years ago. Um, but also, like, professionally, I'm a project manager. So a lot of things in my life, I manage like a project. Um, like, you're a comedian. You're always, every time I hang out with Mary, I'm laughing the whole time because <laughs> Mary's just always being funny. Um, and... So as a, as a project manager, like I managed my coming out. So I had a spreadsheet Oh my gosh, you for, I had two actually, um, had a spreadsheet for my coming out and really had like a plan for how I was going to do it and who I wanted to come out to, how I wanted to come out to them. Um, because it is different. It sounds like it would be weird to share your story in different ways, but I really believe if you 
you know, just in, in my job, but also my personal life, if I want to talk to 30 people about something, I need to tell that message in 30 different ways so that they all receive it the way I want them to. How Mary's going to respond to it is different than how my friend Steve's going to respond to it. And so oh, wow. really just going into it and being intentional with how I was going to come out to people helped make it a much easier process. So um, this is pretty interesting because it makes sense. Like you're a project manager. You're going to manage the shit out of right. this. Do you, was there ever an option to say, I'm not going to manage any of it. Screw it. I'm just going to be me and yeah. like not do that. <laughs> like was, was that an option or could you see yourself doing that? I think that's just so counter to my personality. <laughs> like, no, there must be a spreadsheet. <laughs> like, that scares the shit out of me. No way. Um, yeah, I, I, there's part of me that thought about that, just doing like the Facebook, Instagram post. And oh, yeah. um, I have some friends who've done that and it's been something that's been a, a big pivoting point in their life. I really wanted to talk to the people that I wanted to talk to. You really believe in face-to-face Yeah, I do. Um, I do. Um, it, that, that part was really important to me. And you know what I think would be a cool way to come out now that I'm thinking about it? I mean, <laughs> I'm not coming out, but... Just... <laughs> Is there something you need to tell me, Mary? No, but if I did, yeah. press conference. Oh, I love that. There'd be no press at my press conference. It'd just be me standing. No, you call I rented a microphone. No, I've got the mics. (laughs) That's true. We have a table. We have (laughs) the media. We have fake media. Ooh. Fake news will be there. Donald Trump will tweet me. (laughs) He'll be like, You're not gay. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. You're just confused. Yep. Um, Maybe we should do a sketch about this. Ooh, I like it. I think <laughs> jot this one down. Yeah, I kind of like it. That's how good ideas come up. Yeah. Like, um, we'll have a table with a with a you know like a c- tablecloth on it. And I want like, flyers. Okay. Can I have like flyers to hand to people to like? Like a maybe the, just like the takeaway. Like, yeah, like I don't know, a leaflet or something. We can have a step and repeat in the Ooh, back. Ooh, yes, yes. Um, Need to get all those pictures then. Yeah. <laughs> Can we put a towel around your neck? So maybe kind of like a sports after a game. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm so sporty. That makes total I know, we'd sense. Have to come up with a theme. Be like, ironic. Or maybe like, all right, I just want, <laughs> or you know what else I, I kind of like is like, you're talking about something completely different that matters. That's super Ooh. important. Not that this isn't, but yeah. like, Oh, and I'm gay. I'm fine. <laughs> Cause it just Mic drop. Yeah. Anyways, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the equivalent of like a gender reveal party. And a- yeah, except gender reveal parties are stupid. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think that, I think the gays should have this too. Yeah. I love this. A gay reveal party. And then everybody goes, yeah, we knew. We knew. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny how, um, <laughs> it's so funny to that point, how often my friends have been like, oh, we knew. Um, and then I have a couple of people, my parents specifically, who are like, we didn't know. And I was like, really? You had no idea. <laughs> like, okay. But I think people see what they want to see. And like, you know, it, it's just, it's interesting. Um, we have a really good friend. Mary and I have a friend, Cassie, who I have known for probably five years. And we, um, we were in St. Louis for work. And we went to this Mexican restaurant near the hotel I was staying at. 
and they have these limit two margaritas where you can only have two. Oh, I love and I had two, and um, Cassie was driving me back to the hotel, and then she was driving, so she only had one. And I think she just had a regular margarita. So Brian's feeling pretty good. <laughs> and Brian was a little drunk that night. And um, for a while, Cassie had been asking me questions about really kind of like prodding and prying and trying to f- get me to come out to her. And I <laughs> drunkenly, she said, she said something soberly. Drunkenly, I go, Cassie, I've known myself my whole life. And I like women. <laughs> and then the su- myself my <laughs> yeah. And the this subject this subject changed. And so when I finally came out to her last last year, she was like, she started chuckling and she goes, Do you remember when we went to Canyon <laughs> Cafe in St. Louis? And I started laughing and she was like, you know, that was the last time I ever asked you anything about your sexuality. And she said, Your response drunk was so strong that I either figured that you actually were straight, which I really didn't think was true. Um, or I figured you were so deeply in the closet that there was nothing I was going to do to help encourage you to come out. And that was a really special, like that felt so special to me just that, you know, she really, after that point, never, never poked really at shows it. like how much restraint everybody and respect people have. Yeah. Cause if you think about it for seven years, you know, yeah. It's like, Oh, we just, Oh wait. You know, or yeah. I mean, it, that's the conversations we'd have behind her back. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've always like, wondered. We just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah, we would be like, if somebody said something, we'd be like, well, I don't know. We're we're just letting Brian be Brian, and mm-hmm. when he's ready, he'll tell us. <laughs> and then we'd blame your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we oh. Tr- or your church. Or My or sweet parents and, yeah. and the church. I yeah. I'm sorry. That's Nobody should know time. what people say behind my back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing. We're going to talk about wings here in a second, yeah. but this is, is so deep and I love it. Um, I've noticed if I look back, if there is ever a guy that I had like a great connection with yeah, and I always wondered like, Hey, does he like me? Do I wait? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. But then I always thought like, Oh, but they I don't think they're into me, but yet he hangs. That person has always turned out to be gay. <laughs> um, so cool. Yeah. But it's also just like a non, like, I heard somewhere that like young people these days, they don't even have a coming out. They just right. are. Right. Yeah. So I know it's a big deal, but it's also yeah. not a big deal. You're like, it's, but it is a big deal. Right. Right. That's why. So I, I knock gender reveal parties and if you want to, you know, parents out there, you want to have a gender reveal, Fuck go up. for it. <laughs> um, no, go for it. Whatever. I don't care. Um, but what I, the thing that I, that I, as I am learning more about what it means to be a gay man, I'm also learning what it means to be a queer person in America and what that community is like. And it's something that I avoided so strongly for so long. And now I'm trying to find my place there that I've really learned, um, a lot about like I've personally never wrestled with what my gender is but I've wrestled with my sexuality and just trying to realize how much we put societal pressure on gender and it sometimes it's so crazy so I'm like gender reveal parties I feel like is you saying like like just putting putting this pressure on your child before they're even born oh wow yeah um it's really kind of crazy I feel bad for the people who just can't wrap their head around this. Yeah. They're like, no, 
you that's what you are and that's right. what you are and this is right. what it means and they just can't handle it yeah um so you know it, i just kind of put that in their place and just move forward and, yeah <laughs> so the thing that for me the thing that i love and and where i've kind of like there's a sense of advocacy that's been boiling up in in me as this now out and proud gay man, but um, a desire just to share my story. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much power in that because a lot of times the people that I've met who are the most homophobic or who are the most opposed to queer people in general, um, those are people who just have not heard those stories. And if you could spend a day in my shoes, I think you'd realize that it's not as crazy and wild and scary as as you think it is. And I think there's something to be said for face to face. And yeah. like, if you know a person and I think that's kind of the solve or like a with, with racism and yeah. other problems, it's like, you know what? Gosh, now this seems like a long time ago, you know, people and maybe still yeah. have a hard time with Mexicans. Right. And they say all these things Yeah. and go back to where you're from and walls and this and that really hateful stuff. Yeah. But you know what? On the other side, everybody loves my mom. Mm. They love her burritos. Oh, yeah. They love Savina. They love yeah. the things she oh, says. My, gosh, yes. my mom, I, I'm pretty sure she was an illegal alien. Um, but nobody's saying that stuff to her face because when you're standing in front of her, mm. mm-hmm. all you see is love and a person and yeah. a nice person yeah. and some really good tortillas. Oh, my God. So how are you <laughs> going to be like, go back to where we're from? You, you right. do that. And then same thing, like if you if you knew your story, if you yeah. knew Brian Schubert, you looked him in his face. Yeah, you're not gonna be like, rah, rah, rah. right? It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's so easy to say all gays go to hell, and then you sit down with a gay, and you're like, oh, this person's so nice. Like, why do I? Why did I feel that way? And you're like, they were brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's what a cult is called. Um, yeah, but I think like, you know, I remember back in 2016, which seems like it was 17 years ago. It was a good year. Um, I was living my best life yeah, in 2016. Well, it got real crazy at the end with the election stuff. If oh, you remember, right. that was also 2016. But like, I remember Donald Trump being like, um, uh, you know, we need to build a wall. Or there's going to be taco trucks on every street corner. And I'm like, how the hell do we get taco trucks on every street corner? <laughs> That is literally my dream. Where is that? Outside yeah. of Mexico, where is that? Because that's so amazing. You should write them now and be like, you promise. Yeah, where are my taco there's trucks? No there's, there's no, no wall truck. and there's no taco How trucks. How dare you? <laughs> Liar. Oh. That's so funny, Brian. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to this because I do want to dig more into like your hopes and dreams and like what do you want to do with this in the future? Yeah. Um, but let's talk about some wings. Yes. Okay. Yes. ATL wings. Yeah. Um, mm. The episode, the, the the wing flavor for this episode is going to be Chef Special. Yes. Describe Chef Special <laughs> for our listeners. I, it was lovely. Um, it was a, uh, this shows how expertise I am at uh, wings. It was a wet sauce. Is that right? It was a sauced it wing. It was a yes. sauced and wing. Not a dry rub. Not a dry rub. Okay. Um, the the chicken was really good. I will say, like sometimes you get a wing and you're like, girl, this was a tiny tiny little bird. It was a nice good wing. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. It was like it a good quality chicken wing. Wasn't too small. 
Yes. Okay. I've learned there's different qualities of chicken that different restaurants buy. Ooh. It, so I would say it was a high quality. Like, it just felt tasty. Yeah. I don't like my wings too big. That's personal preference. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Whose podcast is this anyway? <laughs> just kidding. Okay, and there's a ton about this flavor. Chef yeah. Special. What did they put together to make the chef special? I don't remember. You'll have to tell me. Um, but it was very special. Um, it was very delicious. <laughs> this is what you said you were going to do. I was like, Mary, all wings taste exactly the same to me. And I'm going to just say something super generic it was about so how good it was. special. So, okay, it was a medium buffalo sauce and it had like a ranch. <laughs> it had ranch in it too. And I think the way the ranch was represented was in a dry rub. Yes. So it, it was like all of the sass of a buffalo with a little bit of the coolness of the ranch, but mm-hmm. I still dipped it in more ranch. Yeah. Oh, I totally did too. Yeah. I totally dipped it in more ranch and it was nice because it was a nice mild and that's what I like. Yeah. I like spicy men, mild food. Um, and it was just a really nice, nice, uh, nice balance. There was a little bit of just a little, little pinch of heat, but not, not at all too much. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, the ranch in it, though, it gave it a little bit of a, like, zest, zest or, tangy, yeah. like, little, like, what's going on over here? It, it was complemented nice. the buffalo really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Okay, so that's, so, yeah, that was neat. That was a pleasant surprise, and at this point, I've had a lot of flavors. There's yeah. not a lot that's new. Yeah. Um, to let you in behind the curtain or whatever you want to call it, we ordered more, which oh, I we totally the worst did. habit of doing. Oh, I loved it. We got boneless. I was spoiled. Honey barbecue, uh-huh. boneless honey chipotle. Uh-huh. I'm saying yes like I remember. Yeah. I don't know. I just I put it in my mouth and smiled. I had to him through this because he was so like, what do you want? What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> do you want boneless? I don't know. What do you want? And I was like, let me take charge. If I'm ordering food just for me, I am so freaking decisive. If I'm ordering food with other people and I don't have a strong pull, I'm just like, I just want everybody to be happy, yeah. which is a problem because sometimes you're the same way where you want everybody to be happy. Well, too. I'm big on like like an event like this since we were really getting together. An event. We were <laughs> we were connecting. I wanted to have a good amount of food. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try some different things. You know, I wanted a good. I wasn't trying to go. Brian, you are like a classy date. You're not like some people. I'm like, get your six wings, you eat them, and that's it. <laughs> Give me half the money. No. I don't. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I wanted it to be special. So we got, and th- so we had those boneless. Yep. And then we had, we got the chef special mm-hmm. bone in, and, and then, then the we dry got rub, ATL dry rub. Yeah, that was real good too. That's just like a, a zesty mm-hmm. mix, and it's still kind of oily. It's got that oily butter. Yeah. Base. That um, was so good dipped in the ranch. Yeah, um, you know they had blue cheese, and I had some, but it tasted like a fake blue cheese or. A little too, it was almost like blue cheese flavor, hmm. not actual blue cheese, but that's okay. And ATL Wings doesn't do carrots and celery. Which I'm I'm completely fine with. I need carrots and celery when it's real spicy. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, I'm good. Okay, so that brings us to your wing constitution. Mm-hmm. Got some questions to yep. figure out who you are. I Yes, this is what's going to tell you. This is it. Okay. This is my Enneagram of wings. Do you, really for life? Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> We've been so deep about who you are this whole time, but did you know it but just it's comes wings. down to wings? Yeah, you can tell a lot by man's wing choices. Okay. Do you prefer a drummy or a flat? Um, I always have to think about which one's which, but I always prefer the drummy. All right. 
I don't like the chicken that gets between the two bones and the flat. I don't that I gotta work too hard. Okay. For that. People who like flats, that's what they like about yeah, it, which is funny. I understand. Do you like a dry rub or a sauced wing? I like a sauced wing. I like it wet. All right, so with the wet wing, do you dip it in ranch or blue cheese or nothing? Or both? Ranch. Ranch guy. I hate blue cheese. Oh, really? And I kept tasting the blue cheese tonight, and then I was like, I don't like this. Why do I keep tasting this? Why don't I just push it aside? So Because they looked the same. I couldn't tell the difference. And I a couple times I dipped it in the blue cheese, and I was like, oh, that's not right. A couple of times I dipped it in the blue cheese and thought the same thing, and I thought it was ranch, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> okay, so then celery or carrots? None or both? Um, I don't really care, but if I'm going to have them, I'll take them both. I would have eaten them if they came tonight. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't, though, because I wouldn't like the perfect amount of stuff right now. Right. We got some really good honey butter biscuits. Oh, my God. The honey butter biscuits, y'all. Oh, they were so good. They're like they're like little fluffy, almost donuts. They're like little fried. Donuts. Yeah. And then covered in honey. honey. That's why they're honey. You know, we could have had cinnamon and sugar on them. I'm glad we did the honey. I, well, I mean, we might have been able to do both. We probably could have. We should have pushed on that more. <laughs> we, by this point, we're like, we need to get these we, decisions Yeah, out of the those way. ladies at ATL, ATL Wings were like, can y'all hurry up and pick something? Because <laughs> we stood there for a them. long. They I, were they were so sweet. There was nobody behind us, so I felt okay yes. about it. And we were nice to them. And I'm I couldn't adorable. help but dance. Yeah. Because the music was so loud. I laugh. I don't know if you're doing this right now. I'm super curious. But like, I in public smile at people a lot. <laughs> and with a mask on, I still smile at people. They just have no friggin' clue I'm doing it. I try to smize. Smize. Ooh. You really get it up in the eyes. That was America's Next Top Model. Like, <laughs> uh, what's her name? What was her name? I don't know. America's top next top model, the lady. Tyra who, Banks. That's a Tyra Banks thing. Oh. The she invented the smize. Oh, I can't get my smile up into my eyes. It stops at the nose. Well, your eyes are always smiling. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. Um, okay, last question in your wing constitution. Yeah. How many wings can you eat? Oh, we should have counted. <gasps> um, so I know I had, I think I had seven of the boneless they were really small though i will they say were. one little complaint little those nuggies. those were really tiny um i feel like you got way less like one of the things i like about a boneless wing is usually you get more meat on your boneless right. than if you do the bone um so we kind of got we got we got boned with the i usually wing. make fun of people who do boneless like it's it's not authentic but everybody knows in real life i like boneless too when I just want some sauce and to dip it in ranch and not work for it. Yeah. But if you have a wing podcast, you can't be eating boneless wings. I understand. I just don't like getting the sauce under my nails. So, Brian, how many can you eat? Oh. Um, these weren't huge either. I feel like I had... I'm trying to think because we had... I feel like I had eight of the bone, the bone-in wings. And then I had seven or eight of the boneless wings so like 15 yeah i think i could pound 15 yeah okay but i will say the other day and i need to figure out what place this was it'll be for my second episode um because the (laughs) fans the fans are really gonna love this one um i we had i friend friends of mine had wings a couple weeks ago 
in Mesa. I don't remember where they were from, but they were so good. And they were huge. We were like, oh, we can do 24. Was it like Cogburn's big Big, no, big it was it was it was one of the Asian restaurants that does wings. It might have been the Korean. Oh. There's like a Korean fried chicken. It might have been them. Was oh, it? It might have been Pose. Bonchon? Bonchon? I don't remember. A, a hot chicken? Hot Korean chicken? Mary, you could say every single plausible place right now, bon, and I'd just be like, I'm yeah. I'm just making up noises. Okay. <laughs> how, how? Um, okay, there, you know what? That just reminds me. So I had some girlfriends on an episode about a year ago who talked about, it was my friend V. Lintz. Her favorite wing was like the uh, Asian restaurant, like Chinese restaurant wings. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved those. She could eat them all the time. Yeah. Like, So I kind of forget, and I probably need to explore this more for the podcast, is um, Ooh, yeah. like places that are not wing places that make wings. Because mm-hmm. that's, um, we did do, Genevieve Rice and I did um, oregano's because they have like an Italian gold or something. Oh, like interesting. That. So I think we should really think about that. Um, I forgot the question. But I want to switch the subject. Let's talk about something that we now have in common. Yeah. Men. Yeah. Who are your crushes? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Such a mess. Do you have any crushes right now, Brian? Um, I, I will say Instagram and Facebook have been like a mecca of meeting guys for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you search for them? I don't want to give away any of my secrets. Okay. Because they're um, patent pending. Like, is it hashtags? Is hashtags your secret? No, hashtags are (laughs) not. Like, use um, the search bar at the top, (laughs) boys. So, I will say, I don't know what Facebook is doing. This is a call out on Facebook, though, right now. Um, Facebook has done something where they, I swear, have moved up the people you may know section a couple of spots on my newsfeed. So, I get to it sooner. And then they have flooded it with just beautiful men. And Are they people that you have met? No. Gosh, no. Oh. It's like people you might know. I don't know any of these people. We just have friends you, in common. Um, About a month ago, maybe? This my, has been going on all... Oh, oh. No, for me. Yeah. About a month ago? Yeah. My people you may know. And I can tell sometimes the change is over, uh-huh. right? I know what they did. They went into my phone. They found all the contacts that only have one name. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like people I met when I was on vacation. People, yeah. you know, maybe I, I met on, you know, Tinder or Bumble and talked to. So mm-hmm. their phone number's in my phone. And then it showed me all of their pictures. Uh, I thought they were all dead. No, they're living their best lives. Oh, yeah. With their families <laughs> and their wives. No. I mean, I'm like, wow. There's And there was one I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I let it go. Um... Because I've learned if somebody likes you, they'll chase you. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. So yeah, I've been, I've been meeting a lot of guys on Facebook and Instagram. Are you meeting them in real life? Are you just talking to them? I've met a couple in real life. Yeah. That's a way to do it, right? Yeah. Here's the thing about, okay, so two things. How come not like a, like a Tinder? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because this is what what I was going to say next anyway. Um, So if, if I, if I go on to Tinder or Bumble or whatever. You just get swore with dick. Yes. Oh, really? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So you jump on there and within like within a day, I have messages from 30 guys. And it is for me and my personality, it is so incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. So I can go on Facebook and I can go find somebody and be like, oh, he's cute. 
and then like maybe like a couple pictures, slide into his DMs, just say, hey, how you doing? And then see where hap- what happens from so there. So, and this would be somebody you, you're not connected to? Somebody I don't know at all. See, I've Every never, single time. Haven't known, known a single person. Do you friend them first? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Facebook that way as a, as a, it's only for people you do know or for mm. even, in my case, fans. Yeah. Um, I can see it a little more on Instagram because you're putting more out there with right, Instagram. Right, right. But I, I got it. So you need some crowd control. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Like, we get on Bumble or I almost said Twitter, like that's a dating app. It's not. <laughs> um, Bumble or Tinder or Hinge or some of the gay apps. Unhinged. Unhinged. Um, Grinder or Scruff. Like you get on those apps and you don't know a lot of things about that person. If I'm your Facebook friend, I know everything. Yeah. I know where you went to school. I know you where you grew up. I know if you have friends in common. I know you're a real person. That's um, good. Like I know all of those things. This sounds so creepy. Um, and it just like my comfort level just goes up so much more than, and so I've talked to a few guys here and yeah, you can see see values. Like you just get a, you get a decent idea of who, who that person is. But do they ever go, Hey, who are you? I'm not here for that. Um, a couple. Okay. Yeah. A couple have, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay. You do you. Yeah. Oh, neat. I didn't think about it that way. (laughs) I don't know. I've tried to tell some of my straight girlfriends to try this. And so far, it's worked for none of them. So <laughs> this might just be a gay dating tip. I don't know. Yeah. But who knows? Brian, I've almost given up. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I mean, I, I am a, it sounds cliche, but I think I'm just going to focus on me. <laughs> because, like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah. But I, I'm okay, I guess, with it. Yeah. Um... Oh, by the way, if somebody friends me on Facebook, which a lot of, I get a lot of friend requests from yeah. people I don't know. And You're I, so popular. Well, it's the comedy thing. Yeah. And we need to have like over 100 friends in common for me to accept mm. their request at this point. But also I get mad when it's like they're in a relationship or married. I'm like, why are you friending me? <laughs> and it's because of a comedy connection. Yeah. But well, they me, know I'm you're like, working on yourself. And I'm just so annoyed. Like, don't even friend me if you have a girlfriend. I don't want, I don't want it to be... Like, not even a possibility. Like, on Instagram, you know what happens? It mm-hmm. sucks. People will follow you, and you follow them back, and then they unfollow you to make their Yeah. Like, you are the worst person if you do that. I agree. I accidentally did that to a guy who's now a good friend of mine. Um, but, like, somehow I found, saw a picture of his online and just liked it. It was a picture he had taken in Phoenix somewhere. And I liked the picture. He followed me. I followed him. And then I went through at some point, I was like doing some just kind of housekeeping on Instagram. I was like, I had following too many people. My news, I was at a point where I like, I like to look at every single picture that popped up. And so I had to, I had to kind of pull back. I unfriended him and he chewed me out about it. And I'm glad he did because now we're really good friends and we've actually met in person. Um, We've met in person, which is really crazy. I've met a few people just like met some friends on online. That's so nuts. Sometimes I think like how wild is that? Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. Gosh. Dang. They didn't help. No. Um, Build your perfect boy. What would your perfect, what do you like? So I... (laughs) Sorry, I love this kind of talk. <laughs> it's not about. This is why I started a podcast. 
<laughs> so I always joke that like my dream date would be myself and it sounds like I'm so full of myself and you've known me You're long enough catch. to know that I'm not that full of myself. By the way, I just remembered something. I remember I was going to be so jealous if you started dating a girl like I was going to hate her because <laughs> she didn't deserve you and I don't even know who it is, but I was like, she doesn't deserve him. <laughs> He has such a nice car and good family. It's not fair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, go ahead. Now you can just be BFFs with hey, my boyfriend. this is why I don't have a boyfriend because I'm a terrible person. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I still love you. She doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Sorry yeah. I'm being so lazy right now. I'm just so full of wings. Oh, my I'm gosh. Tired. I'm full of wings, too. Yeah. I'm ready for a nap. No yawning, though. You're going to make me I'm yawn. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I just... So, my dream guy. Like, honestly, for me... I am so flexible in like looks and um, what I'm attracted to. Like there's really a wide range there. What's so important to me is just like how you make me feel and how you treat me and what your values are. Yeah. Um, those are things that like, because the reality is like none of us look as look like we did 10 years ago and our, you know, our bodies fail us and things, things change. And My arm just fell off. You, like Mary's arm, it's like Mrs. Potato Head over here, like just body parts are falling off. My joints hurt. Um, yeah. Well, we haven't like left our houses in <laughs> what seems like an eternity. Um, so yeah, just like those things for me are really important and I don't know how this podcast pulls with, with gay men, like, but, uh. Find me in my I'm, DMs. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. that Friend me on Facebook, like a couple of pictures, and then say hi. Okay, so I don't know if this is right or wrong to say, but I do feel like a benefit of you coming out later is that you, you know, you developed yourself, you yeah. got secure in your career, you became a catch. You know, yeah. like, I mean, you always were, but like, you're just really established. Yeah. And I think that just gives you more like control. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. something like that. It's so interesting because what I've found from a lot of gay men, and I'm super curious in where this is coming from, but I found that a lot of gay men, when I say I just came out, they immediately anchor my story to something that's comfortable with them. Oh. So, like, I've met some guys who've come out as teenagers, and they immediately project their coming out experience on me. Well, coming out in, in like... 2004 was a lot different than coming out in 2020 and coming out at 16 is a lot different yeah. than coming out at 32. Um, so it's interesting when people do that, it's a huge turnoff for me in dating. If somebody, um, projects, that if somebody projects that on yeah. me and I feel it very quickly. Um, but then it's been interesting and very refreshing to meet guys who are just like, Oh, tell me more about that. And it's like, Oh, that's hot. Like, thank you. I will. Um, and then just like really try to listen and empathize. And I think <laughs> when you look at like where the world is right now globally, like where politics are, where everything is going with the Black Lives Matter mu movement, um, like I just think we need more empathy and like listening to people. Um, and I, it just always feels such like it, it feels so special when somebody does that to you. Oh my gosh, you're so wonderful. <laughs> I want to cry. Let's just take a moment, everybody. Yeah, and listen. You a top or a bottom? Oh my god! <laughs> We're having a moment, and then you're asking dirty sex well, questions. Well, because my listeners right now are like wondering, they're like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I need to know." Let's just say I'm the big spoon when I cuddle. Ooh. Um, that is so 
special. All the gays on here know what I just meant by I that. I know. Your phone just started blowing up. <laughs> I haven't even published this episode, and it's like, bing, 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 bing. Um, no, that's so wonderful. I'm so happy for you, and you're so inspiring. Um, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but um, what would what would 33-year-old Brian tell 15-year-old Brian, if you could tell him anything? Oh, gosh. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Um so the newest season of Queer Eye just came out and um, the first episode was a Lutheran minister, gay Lutheran, men- men- bleh, gay Lutheran minister in Philadelphia. And he is, uh, was married to a woman, divorced. It's a beautiful episode. For me, it spoke so close. I mean, I, I literally cried the entire episode. Um, but in that, there was a trans um, trans. Lutheran minister and I forget where they were from but they were they came up to this 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 gay minister and looked him in the eyes and said um if you had a parishioner who came to you and said I just came out and I regret not coming out 10 years ago what would you say to them and he was like I would say you came out at the right time and she grabbed his face with her hands and they looked him in the eyes and said you came out exactly when you need to, and you need to give yourself grace in that. And I wish I could go back to that that teenager who was so scared, um, scared of his sexuality, scared of what that meant, scared of all of these things. And I wish I could just grab his, his little face <laughs> um, and look into my eyes and say, you're going to come out exactly when you need to, and you need to give yourself grace in that. And I think there's so many things for all of us in our lives where we where, where we go through difficult decisions. We have to make hard things where we need to be kind to ourselves. Um, so I I just I think that's what I would say to me. That's so wonderful. And Brian, now that you say that, like you've said that to me several times in just the last few hours about other things. Yeah, you're like you're too hard on yourself. I mean, you're right. It's easy to say f- like. You would never talk to your best friend the way you talk to yourself sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But like when it's you, it's like, oh, you're so stupid. Right, right. You know, we have this all or nothing mentality. Like, oh, I messed this up or I didn't do this today. And yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm reading. I, I told you about this when we were picking up the wings. I'm reading this book called Untamed by Glennon. And I forget her last name. Google Untamed. It's New York Times bestseller right now. Um, highly recommend it. It's just a really neat book. But one of the things she says is when she was going through a really difficult moment in her life, she was trying to decide what to do. And she said, what would I tell my daughter if she was going through this? And she's like, I would tell my daughter to do X. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I need to do X because I cannot tell my daughter to stand for herself if I can't stand for myself. And I was like, damn, like that was just such a powerful nugget of wisdom for me to like hear and just be like, I think, you know, as we've gotten to know each other over the last seven years, you are so hard on yourself. And in some ways it's made you so successful at many of the things that you do. But I've had just such a pleasure of watching your career at work grow, your career in comedy grow. Um, I'm like one of your OG fans <laughs> and remember like you went to my first I show. went to your first show and I like look back at that and at the time I was like oh boy <laughs> and now I'm like oh boy you know what's weird about that <laughs> okay first of all people always say that like, you've gotten so much better and I'm like 
I thought I was good back then. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you've grown, definitely grown and developed. Yeah, you've grown so much. And like, I just, gosh, I love being friends with you and who you are as a person. And I want to say no, stop. But <laughs> you need, I mean, I'm going to say it. I need to hear it. I haven't, yeah. you know, like you haven't heard that outside of like my dad saying that yeah. in a long time. So uh, thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep doing this one more week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, Brian. Um, what do you want? What do you want in the next one to three years? So kind of short term, but long term. Yeah. And I mean, I want the pandemic. I want the coronavirus to go away. But and let's see. I don't yeah. know. It does or it doesn't. I don't know. But what do you want in the next one to three years? Yeah. I am really passionate about seeing a more loving church towards queer people. Um, a lot of my, a lot of the therapy that I've been working on and going through has involved a lot of writing for me and, um, really writing a lot of my thoughts and feelings and doing a lot of research and, and really putting a lot of stuff on paper. And I just, I hope someday to have a, a platform to share that and just kind Ooh. of, yeah, let people know that, um, for for the queer people out there who are still in the closet like it's safe out here it's really great out here do it when you're ready um, because that's so important but like there is a beautiful world on the other side um and i even i will say like one of the most humbling experiences about coming out has been the people who've come out to me Mm. and the people who've shared how they're having a hard time or they need to go through that um and it's been fun to walk beside other people Um, And I just want the opportunity to do that more often. I've had so much privilege in my life, and I would love the opportunity to help use that privilege to help folks who haven't had as much privilege. So I I sound like a humanitarian right now. We don't deserve you, Brian. You're so great. No, thank you. Yeah. And I hope, you know, and that's one of the, um, with my podcast, like, I know I want to... bring these these yeah. stories and I want people to listen and I want my podcast to get popular, but I also want to share these stories yeah. for somebody who it could help. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I hope that somebody, you know, even across the country or across the world, hears this and they look you up on Facebook and they send you a dick pic. Yes. I'm that's... just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I hope that they friend Only you the and top. maybe ask you for advice or it yeah. can just inspire them too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to make a joke all the time. Yeah. No, that's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're dirty jokes. Yes. <laughs> Please send me the dick pics. Be careful. Facebook, Instagram. Be careful. You're going to have dicks flying at you well, so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like a locust of dicks. <laughs> and you're going to be like, ah, ah, like birds, like the birds movie. And you're going to be swatting them away. It's like dicks everywhere. Oh my gosh. And they're going to catch I wish I wish this podcast was video recorded because the the imagery that Mary has painted right now is just beautiful. Um, <laughs> but but in all seriousness, like I would love to like if anybody has questions about that, if you want to fight about sexuality, go talk to somebody else. If right, you want, right. yeah. And why are you listening to this podcast? Exactly. <laughs> One of the things I love about the platform you've created is like getting to see the diversity of people that you've had on here and you've just had such a wide variety. You've had a lot of friends and just like I think you surround yourself by such a diverse group of people. I think the people you gravitate towards at work tend to be just this like like 
I, I'm trying to think of a, a word to use. Dynamic. Dynamic. But also, I use it to meet people I don't know. So yeah. it's a cool offering to say, hey, do you want to do my podcast? And then you become friends. Yep. Nobody's going to be like, Mary's so terrible. She bought me wings and asked me to talk about myself. She's the worst. <laughs> they just feel forever indebted. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Or um, like they need a Tums. After you hang out with me, you need a Tums. <laughs> that is so fantastic. Brian, thank you so uh, much for joining me. This has been fantastic. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, do you want people to follow you? I don't know. Most comics are like, here's my Instagram. Yeah. Here's my this. Anything you'd like to leave with them? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love I'd love you to follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Find me on Twitter. I don't know. I haven't posted there in like 20 years. <laughs> Good luck with that. I cannot figure out Twitter. I um, yeah. Hey, everybody. Follow and like and share episodes of uh, Wings with Friends. I have a new project coming out also. Yes. It's already launched, but uh, it's kind of like a soft launch. It's called Totally Off Topic on YouTube. Find it, watch it, love it. We have a Patreon that we're coming out with soon. So if you want to see more content by yours truly, if you're not sick of me yet, check out Totally Off Topic, a Broken Drift production on YouTube. Thanks for being with us, Brian Schubert. Yeah, thank you. We'll Such see you an next honor. Time. Bye. Bye.